Welcome back Wednesday, November 4th. As we head into Hour 3, it was a delight having Robert Graham with us for the past hour. It's a delight, equally so, to bring back Constantine Corrard. He is a political consultant. Grassroots Partners is his organization. You can follow him on Twitter at C. Quirard, Q-U-E-R-A-R-D, C-Q-U-E-R-A-R-D. Constantine, welcome back. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Happy to be here, man. I just, uh, if your ears were burning, uh, Robert Graham was here in studio just singing your praises from top to bottom and uh, <laughs> wanted me to send you his best regards. That's nice of him. He's one of the good guys. He certainly is, Constantine. I want to talk about Arizona, but first, um, nationally, anything surprise you over the last 24, 48 hours nationally? Uh, there was a... Vote drop in Michigan, about 138,000 votes for Biden. That surprised me because yeah, it yeah. came with zero votes for Donald Trump. Yeah. And I, and I still haven't. It's what I've I've seen activity on social media, but I haven't seen any, like, serious outrage or explanation. So it's kind of weird. It's like everybody knows what's going on, but nobody's saying. So And I, and I saw not, the same thing in Philadelphia. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit less than that, but not much less. Where 100% of them were Biden votes. This this is a statistical near impossibility. I would yeah, think. it was like a 23,000 vote like drop, yeah. And, yeah. and boom, it was 100% to Biden. And, yeah. and that doesn't happen. No. And we noticed that because we've never seen – I've never seen 500 votes go 100% for Donald Trump. So right. Right. when 23,000 go the other way, it's always kind of a, an odd an odd thing. So. That always causes a certain amount of concern. You want confidence in the process. You want confidence in the results. And in these closed states, you know, people don't have confidence in it. And if you feel like someone literally just stole it from you, then that puts a lot of stress on our, our social fabric because the ballot box is where we go to work things out. And we, we can get as mad as we want to, but then we have an election, and whoever's got the most votes goes on, and they get to run things for the next two years or four years. Uh, but if you take that outlet, you take that sort of pressure release valve away from folks, uh, things can get pretty tense. Constantine, you're singing my song. I was saying just that very thing yesterday. The entire basis of having a government by consent or just consent of the governed based on the notion that we're all created equal, that is the foundation for free elections and majority rule with minority rights. And that when that is put into question this is this is where the shame is i think is that we today look more like a country that just is 6 months out of communism than you know got rid of communism than some than a country that's had experience at this for 250 some odd years you know i mean it's it's just it's it's a it's a weird weird thing to kind of try and accept that we that we are at this point in the game in 2020 and 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 there's no certainty to our election. Correct, and the stakes are so high in so many different ways. There are so many so many things at stake. Obviously, the dollars involved. Um, again, you're talking trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars worth of spending, and uh, you're talking you know issues, whether they're social issues or let's say uh, a climate change, which of course itself is connected to trillions and trillions mm-hmm, of dollars in mm-hmm. potential spending that. The stakes are so high that uh, people really aren't bound by decency or rules or concern for the social fabric or mm-hmm. for the country itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're after the cheese, mm-hmm. and uh, they're willing to do just about anything to get there. So we do all have to remain vigilant. 
I want to do calls with you, but before I do, if that's okay, Constantine, uh, talk to me about Arizona. What's interesting to you here, aside from the fact, and I don't know your opinion on this, but I, I, I have read enough and listened enough to be to be of the of the thinking that Arizona was called too early by at least one or two networks, and that it may not be in the Biden column. But I'd love your thoughts on that. I, I agree. When they came out, it was surprising because there were states that seemed pretty darn clear that were 90 percent in they weren't calling and uh you know sort of like and arizona's polls are closed and arizona goes biden you're like well gee that that seemed awfully because we knew you know 200,000 vote leads sounded like a lot but there were probably a million ballots left yeah and a 60 40 split was not unusual um given the the electorate that was voting late trump won election day i think 63 35 or 36 a few a few votes there to to the libertarian candidate. Um, so Trump was actually ahead of pace for all the votes that were cast in person yesterday. And we're talking 550, 600,000 votes left, uh, which he needs to win by probably 18 or 19 percent. So it's in the realm of possibility. Look, they may be right. Biden may ultimately win this state by 5,000, 10,000. It might, might be a close thing. Uh, but the projection came awfully early, given the degree of uncertainty. Yeah, I CNN uh, on according to their map uh, right now has the Arizona vote at about eighty four percent in, with Biden leading by about a hundred thousand. But with six to eight hundred thousand out, it's not beyond thinking, is it? Or actually, beyond any amount of thinking that Trump could turn that around. Still, now the Trump campaign's confident that they will. And, of course, that makes all the difference, because if they can hold Pennsylvania right. and Georgia and North Carolina, That's and, of it. course, yep. you know, folks are folks are pushing hard in those states to, to take those away as well. But if they could hold what they have and flip Arizona, then they're then they're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, uh, and, I, and I actually don't think that's as big a haul as some people are telling me. I mean, none of this is easy um, given given the narrative. But, you know, in Pennsylvania, my gosh, he's up by several He's up by several points, uh, at least four points. And, uh, you know, Georgia and North Carolina, these are these are states that should be should be probably in the Trump column. Trump is leading in uh, by two points in North Carolina and in Georgia. He's leading equally by two points. This this should not be that heavy of a lift, I wouldn't think. Well, not intellectually, is, not intellectually anyway. Yeah, the challenge is the Philadelphia county. He's getting kind of crushed. And that's like an 80-20 county. OK. And so. The state, I think he's winning by like 250,000 votes, which sounds great, um, except if, if Philly County is only only 70 percent in. Yeah. Um, and it's a big county. Yeah. They're talking about possibly another 195,000 votes coming out of there, um, or actually probably about 240,000 votes, which he could of which Biden could get 195,000. 150,000 off his 250,000 lead could go away just in Philadelphia County. Okay. And, okay. and so then you start to, to say, okay, well, who else is out? Because there's a lot of small counties that Trump is cleaning up in, but they're small. Mm-hmm. And those handful of ones where Biden's winning tend to be large. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Pennsylvania is going to get closer. We just don't know how much closer. OK. OK. Um, Arizona. Back to Arizona, Constantine, if I might. Uh, are we a bluer state than we were two and four years ago? Um, we are demographically, certainly, than let's say four years ago, because... We have so much net migration into our state from sort of failing states around us. You know, a company packs up from California and says, we can't make it here. we got to go to Arizona. And the workers come with, but they don't necessarily 
realize why they've moved. They moved because their company moved and they had to move. Um, but they tend to bring their voting habits with them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm originally from Colorado. I've been out here for a couple of decades, but um, California basically took over Colorado. Mm-hmm. And California is kind of starting to take over Arizona, and they're having a profound effect in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, no matter how many liberal voters California exports, they still seem to have plenty left over yeah. in California. Yeah, isn't that right? <laughs> they're isn't they're that exporting the blue, but they're not getting any red or results. I know. Isn't that right? It's, it's a that weird said, thing. That said, a yeah. couple of races have kind of made us where we're like, well, you know, we've lost both Senate seats. Yeah. I don't think, think McSally can make up the 150. I think that's right. probably outside the realm. She's not going to win by 25 or 28% right. with what's left. Um, and in fairness, McSally was not a good candidate, not right. either time. Uh, she really wasn't the, the party's choice in terms of the the grassroots, the party faithful. She was sort of the Mitch McConnell pick. Um, she got two two bites at it, and she was a bad candidate both times. And so even in the blue wave, which was this incredible turnout, she only lost that race by 40,000. And so you kind of wonder what a better retail candidate, you know, would have been able to do, because mm-hmm. if McSally beats Kirsten Cinema, mm-hmm. then it's an entirely different dynamic for this Senate race. Right. Obviously, different candidates. Um, so... You know, you're you're very close in a few races from from not being nearly as blue looking as you are. Okay. But there's still no question that demographically we're we're different than we were four years ago. Um, you're a political consultant, and I um, I I've always had the thought that the most important thing in any race. I mean, there's a lot of factors that will determine an outcome. But the quality of the candidate, right? I mean, that that is first and foremost. You got to start with someone who's just a good candidate. They speak well, they present well, they re- relate well to a crowd and audience, that sort of thing, right? Um, to a degree, but if you have enough money, you can't overcome. So, in fairness, Mark Kelly is not a good candidate. Fair enough. Um, you'll say, "Well, I don't know. That's true. I've never seen him." Well, <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of makes my point. Um, nobody has. <laughs> But you put $89 million in somebody's bank account plus the outside group spending, and all you ever get to know is the guy on TV, it helps that the media doesn't do its job. The media never bothered to really ask him a question during the campaign, and so he gets that free ride. But you can take a sort of a resume and a blank slate, you know, throw $150 million behind it, and turn it into something, even if it's not a good candidate. Okay. Okay. Um, But there's no question that the quality of candidate makes a huge difference. All right. Good. I've got a bunch of calls. Are you willing to stay in another segment or two with me and take some calls with me? You bet, boss. Thanks. We're talking to Constantine Corrard. He is a political consultant with Grassroots Partners. That is his company. Follow him on Twitter, at C. Corrard, C-Q-U-E-R-A-R-D, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Delighted to have with us Constantine Corrard. He of Grassroots Partners, political consultant here in Arizona. I respect so much. Constantine, uh, there were a few other races here that you thought showed some bright lights and some possible and potential hope as well. Did you want to mention those before we got to the callers? Um, uh, a lot of attention was paid to uh, Schweikert's race yep. in, uh, on the East Valley there and Democrats poured bajillions of dollars into there, and he was the first number popped, and you're like, oh, dear, he's down like 14,000 or something. But by the time the final number popped, he was down about 1,800, and with the the number of votes left, he should overtake that pretty easily and be okay. Good. But I'm paying attention to CD1, the yeah. O'Haller and Tiffany Shedd race, yeah. because um, he was, you know, again, doing great in terms of the early vote. 
Uh, I think he's currently had about 15,000, but she made up like 14,000 just on Election Day. So okay. depending on where these leftover votes are coming and if they if they trend Republican, uh, Republicans made up a lot of ground in some of those rural legislative districts in District 6, and which is kind of the, you know, Flagstaff all the way over through Sholo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some areas up there that are possible, so that one's interesting. And then the Corporation Commission race, which is the first time anyone's mentioned the words Corporation Commission race all year that I can tell. <laughs> sort of, it, It's an interesting race because the, the lefty groups from out of state pumped millions of dollars in environmental money, green money, to try to capture the three seats for the, Repub- for the Democrats. Um, it looks like Republicans will take probably second, third, okay. in spite of the fact that nobody spent any money for them. Yeah, And that's kind of interesting because it was so below the radar. It was almost like a almost like a Rorschach test, like, how are you feeling about Republicans versus Democrats? And Republicans actually did fairly well on a statewide race where they were badly outspent. Um, so it, it, in terms of how, how blue is the state, how red is the state— uh, it's still got still got a fair amount of red to it. Good stuff. That's good. That's 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 encouraging, Constantine. Thank you. Um, let's take some calls. Uh, Bob is in Phoenix. Bob, you're on with me and Constantine Quarard. Hey, I just I got a quick one for you. Sure. Um, I'm just wondering. You know, we all anticipated a, a riots and stuff if if Trump won, but but I'm just curious now now that. The, the uh, they think Biden won. If it does get reversed, isn't this going to be a, a, a just a powder keg? And I got one more quick one. This you mean in Arizona? One. If it's reversed in Arizona to go to Trump, you mean? But but even nationally too. I mean, uh, if it's reversed in Arizona, he might win. And then all yeah. of a sudden, the people that think I see what he you're saying. Won, okay, okay, okay. But but other quick one. This is the funny. Well, you like movies and stuff. Sure. Um, I think we should have an organization that says. If we uh, Trump supporters don't win, we should pick a time, stick our head out the window, and say, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it <laughs> yeah, anymore." Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Constantine, the conditions uh, for rioting. I look. I. I this this is this is one of the sad things for me, and one of the shameful things uh, I think the media has promoted, and much of the Democratic Party has either given a wink and a nod to or uh, been negligent in denouncing uh, the conditions that uh, that allow for uh, when people don't get their way at the ballot box, they resort to violence, as Lincoln said, resorting to bullets over ballots. Uh, but those conditions have been said. I don't expect we'll see um, suburban moms and dads and Trump voters doing it, but uh, it's possible. I mean, it's potential that you could see more cities ablaze. It's possible, right? If, if things reverse, obviously the left does tend to throw some some temper tantrums at its at its fringes that can get very violent. Um, I think I think our day to say I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore was election day. Yeah. And so I think we've kind of raised our, our fist on election day. But um, look, I mean, there is always the potential. I think the the left is feeling confident about a Biden victory. If Trump House somehow pulls this out, you'll you'll see a meltdown, and that will that will probably culminate with violence on mm-hmm. university campuses mm-hmm. and kind of more of the same up in. Portland, Oregon, those sorts of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, gosh, if we, just imagine if we just won that one congressional district in Nebraska, we'd be guaranteed a tie. The House could pick President Trump, <laughs> and then everything would burn. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine the meltdown if the House said, well, it's Trump? So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, the, the entire country may have dodged an actual bullet when it comes to that uh, one Nebraska seat. One Nebraska seat. All right. Uh, people are talking about, uh, they're calling in about Sharpies. Anne's in Phoenix. Anne, you're on with Constantine Corrard. 
Hi, Seth and Constantine. I just wanted to let you know I waited till election day to go in because I really wanted to make sure my vote counted. I I live downtown, went to Veterans Memorial Coliseum, walked in about one o'clock yesterday, and checked in, and the lady gave me a ballot and a sharpie, and she said, "It's a sharpie. It's going to go through uh, to the other side, but don't worry about it. It's okay." So I filled out my ballot. Sure enough, I look, and it's coming through on the other side. The guy puts it through the machine, says I'm good. So I'm thinking, okay, my vote counted. Uh, then later at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I did a drive-through voting with an older lady that's a friend of mine. She can't walk, and so we did the American with Disabilities thing, and we did a drive-through. They gave her a Sharpie, too, um, and so I've looked both of ours up, and it says both of our ballots have been canceled. My parents, who also live downtown, had done a drive-through with their um, mail-in ballot, and they sent it. They did the drop-off at Veterans Memorial, and my dad's ballot counted, but my mom's didn't. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ann. Constantine, we're getting all kinds of stories along these lines. Katie Hobbs has evidently held some put out a statement saying they ultimately all will be countered. But what's your perception of this storyline? Um, you know, in the old days, uh, I've been around long enough, I remember, um, you know, controversies 15 years ago where they were talking about the machines would struggle if right. you use things like Sharpies. Uh, the new machines are supposed to actually be Sharpie-friendly, mm-hmm. um, and that it leaves a, it's a much more definitive black um, oval to, to detect than someone using a ballpoint pen. Um, and the way they've set it up is if you turn your ballot over, the, the bleed-through is not bleeding through on the other side's ovals, it's right next to it. So in theory, the machine should be able to read the ovals and skip what's around it. Right. Um, there's a reason you have to fill in the oval. You can't just put a circle within an inch of the oval and have it count. Right. So the elections officials are saying, don't worry about it, it's fine. Uh, at the same time, a lot of folks are seeing their ballots being canceled when they check online, mm-hmm. or they know they cast it and they go and check now and it says, you know, we don't, we don't have your vote. Um, and that's a whole almost separate problem. Yeah. I don't know if it's a vocabulary thing. Is, is a canceled ballot somebody where they were on the mail-in list, but they walked in and voted in person, and so the mail-in ballot was canceled? Mm-hmm. Or was it the actual vote they cast? So Trump's on it. The lawyers are on it. The Republican Party's on it. Um, there's lawsuits going on. So I think we'll have answers over the next more, two or three more, days. Yeah, me. more will be revealed. More will be revealed, right? Um, we're t- running into a break. You got time for one more sh- uh, a short segment, Constantine, or you got to wrap? Perfect. Thank you so much. We will be right back with a couple more questions from Const- from you for Constantine Quirard, and then the great Andy Biggs will be joining us in the fourth segment. I'm Seth Leibson. He's Constantine Quirard. Follow him on Twitter at C Quirard, Q-U-E-R-A-R-D, at C-Q-U-E-R-A-R-D. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you are planning on selling your home or if you're in the midst of selling your home and it's not going well, call my friend James Wexler of JMG Real Estate. The Phoenix Business Journal ranks James the number one selling individual agent in Arizona. He can make you an upfront guaranteed offer on your home within 24 hours if that's what you want. But more importantly, he guarantees to sell your home at market value or he will pay you 
the difference. Check them out at jameswexler.com. That's jameswexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. Or give them a call at 480-386-0711. Delighted to have Constantine Quirard from Grassroots Partners on with us, taking some of your calls. And with people call, uh, emailing and calling me about uh, the voter fraud concern in Sharpies, Unless you have anything more to add, Constantine, I'll just say this. Between what you and Robert Graham before and the hour earlier have said, I am no expert. I, I can't do um, any more than that, although I will note that Mark Burnovich, our state attorney general, is evidently on the case and has written a uh, letter of demand uh, from the Maricopa County Elections Department seeking a lot of information on these questions, and if people do have um, concerns or questions about uh, their what they've witnessed or borne witness to concerning voter fraud. Uh, the Attorney General's office is receiving emails on those, so reach out to them. I don't know if you have anything more to add on that, Constantine, than than all that. Nope. Call the AG. Call yep. the state party. They'll yep. connect you to folks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the letter that uh, the AG's office has written is publicly available. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty comprehensive. So when you said the attorneys are on it. Um, yes, the uh, state attorney general is indeed on it. Let me go to David in Scottsdale. David, you're on with Constantine Corrard. Hey, Seth, how are you today? Good, sir. Thank you. So this question, very basic, very simple. It's either for you or Constantine, which is awesome. And thank you so much for having Robert Graham on. Yes. He provided, uh, he provided so much clarity yeah. over this voting. He's uh, a good man. The, vo- the voting. You bet. Yeah. So, um, as a Joe Schmo on the street of Arizona, where do we stand right now with the vote count? In Arizona? Um, yes. Okay. From what I have, and Constantine, you can you can uh, amend or amend this, but from what I understand, we have about 81% of the votes recorded and counted with a little less than 100,000 in Biden's column uh, up over Trump with somewhere between six and eight hundred six hundred and eight hundred thousand left to count somewhere along those lines. Constantine, sound about right to you? Sounds right. We got Biden by about ninety three thousand votes. And most of the estimates are kind of in that five hundred and fifty to six hundred thousand outstanding. So if again, if Trump can win 18 to 20 percent margin in there uh, and again, he was over that on Election Day, then he could overtake. Good enough. David, how, does that answer your question? It, it does. Um, I'm, I'm very positive, seriously. I'm, I'm very positive about that. I hope he gets AZ, and I hope he gets other states too, obviously. And, um, yeah, I just didn't want Arizona to be like the new Florida, if you know what I mean, because Florida yeah. was always an issue. Yeah, no, I think the, the, the Trump campaign, uh, parts of our congressional delegation, our attorneys, uh, we, we, we see that something is not right with the calling of uh, Arizona so early and putting it in the Biden column. It's just it's just not there yet. It's just not. It's just not. Hey, so. fingers crossed. Thank, Thank you, guys. sir. Thank you, sir. Constantine, last uh, minute we have left. How do you see the rest of the week shaking out? And it, probably no different than the way most of us see it. It might be a long week. Yes, sir? We're going to get an update actually probably tonight around 7. There's okay. supposed to be an update. And there may be another one later, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, so that's unusual. Usually we, we don't get anything the day after the election. We wait until Thursday at 5, then Friday at 5, yeah. then Saturday at 5. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get a couple updates today, more tomorrow. 
um, and you guys will be able to, to update. So I assume everybody listening to you follows you on Twitter, so you can update when Good. you find out. Good. Keep them informed. Good. And I'll give out your address uh, one more time, too, so people can follow you on Twitter. It's at C. Quirard, C-Q-U-E-R-A-R-D. Constantine, you're invaluable. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You bet, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Andy Biggs coming up next. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am Seth, and now uh, we're waiting on Andy Biggs. In the meantime, Robin, surprise. Hi, Rob. Oh, hi, Seth. I, I haven't talked to you in so long. I now. know. Where you been? <laughs> well, I've been kind of busy. I'm getting ready for uh, uh, shoulder rotator cuff surgery here oh, okay. in a couple weeks. But, okay. You know, I, I'm good. Anyway, I've uh, been following all this. I'm very optimistic, just like you good. are. Good, uh, good, good. Thank you. Good. the... Oh, you bet. I uh, I understand what's really going on here, and it's it sort of validated because uh, a couple hours ago, I think there were like 23,000 votes in Philadelphia, all for Biden. Yeah, statistically for, not really possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and then in Michigan, they had an update yeah. that showed 138,000, yeah. zero yeah. Uh, for Biden. So there's, there's a lot of suspicions, and that kind of goes into what I was really calling for, which was, you know, when we think about the last three or so months, Joe Biden has been uh, lit. He, he's put a lid on things. He hasn't campaigned. And it, it sort of makes me wonder, uh, with the closeness of the whole campaign, um, that somehow there's been a system in place that has been set up to allow... I need to encourage... trying. Let, and I hate to say yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, hear what you're. I, I hear the blatant. point, though. No, I take the point. Yeah. yeah, I take the point. How how do you run in 2020 a back porch campaign and come out this close? Let me come back to you because we do have Andy Biggs, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, and of course, congressman from Arizona's Fighting Fifth. Rob, let me come back to you on that point. Andy Biggs, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I just read the statement you put out on Arizona's ongoing tabulation of votes. You uh, you want to tell our audience what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, just a couple quick points. Number one is uh, I still am optimistic. Uh, there's There were, the start of the day, something like 600,000 and some odd votes to count. President Trump was down 93,000. Um, the, the, the votes that they're looking at, the pools, there's basically three main pools, and, and I think President Trump was... Uh, and Republicans voted a lot more in those three groups than the other side. So that's one reason to be optimistic. But what I am, I'm also a little bit miffed at is that uh, uh, some of the outlets, news outlets that declared that Arizona was going for Biden when at that point uh, there were still a million votes to be counted uh, in Arizona that you had, um, yes, they had people still in some polling places due to of some glitches, so they were standing in line waiting to vote when that was done, and then and then think about this: um, they 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 just using a model, and the impact that they had is they give the Democrats um, a platform and a narrative, and they won't back off. Mm-hmm. You know, other networks other networks declared 
um, uh, some states as, as winners and then backed off of it. Right. When, New York when, Times, by the way, they, they, they called back Arizona. They, they called Arizona for Biden and yes. never retracted it. CNN has yet to call it. You said you were a little miffed. We, we were using stronger language than that, and we're talking about Fox, particularly in the AP, of course. But there is no one I have talked to who knows anything about Arizona elections who said that this is an appropriate call to, to declare Biden the winner at this point, at this margin, with so many votes out there, Andy. Right. No. And, and you know, my experience, uh, I, I happened to be in an election that I was down yeah. on the day of. Right. And then as the, every time they opened ballot, more ballots, I kept drawing closer and closer. And it was just a matter of was I going to uh, cross the, the the slope line? Yeah. Um, before we ran out of ballots to count. And, and, and this is similar, except for uh, President Trump actually has momentum. Think about this. When we closed down last night at 2 a.m., President Trump's down 150,000 votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've lost the state legislature. We had lost every Maricopa County position. Uh, we'd lost the state corporation commission. At 6 a.m., just a few hours later, the, the difference is 93,000 votes. So President Trump had closed it. We had retaken the majority in the state legislature. We had actually recovered two more seats on the state corporation commission. We had recovered half of the, uh, the county uh, offices that, that we had lost. The point is, it was all moving our way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still going to keep moving our way. And it's, it's time for uh, some of these, these news outlets to just swallow their pride and and take it away because I, I was I'm shocked. At how, to, yeah, no, that the pride is a good word. I was shocked last night watching them statistically trying to fend this position, and I didn't understand it. I had Robert Graham in here earlier who was talking about how he watched the same thing. Maybe you did as well. These three uh, gentlemen from Fox statisticians, and he said the one thing that they were missing was an, any understanding of Arizona outside of a, what their computer model told them. They, they just right. totally misunderstand Arizona. And uh, I, I, I just I got to tell you, I, I have been I have been optimistic about this all day. I don't think Arizona has gone for Biden. Um, I think we have Pennsylvania. I think we should have Pennsylvania if we get Georgia and North Carolina. We've won the election. Right. And the way to think about that, too, is uh, so Fox called Arizona to Biden. But North Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is virtually no statistical way right. that Biden can win that. That's right. He'd have to win 100% of every other vote that right. they haven't finished right. yet. And uh, they won't call North Carolina for Trump. Right. And uh, Georgia is, you know, you could make a case that Georgia is not quite ready to be called. And so I, I can I can. But we have been leading that, for, 20, for more than 24 hours. But you're right. Yeah, I know it's a closer yeah. margin, but we have been leading there for more than 24 hours. No question. Exactly. Yeah. But look. If, if you if what what standard are you using yeah, in Georgia yeah, right. that's different than Arizona? That's exactly right. And, that's exactly right. And and it just it just uh, yeah I you know sometimes you know I don't I don't want to use stronger language but it is really really disgusting. Yeah. And um, it's indefensible, quite frankly. And they can't defend. And they and they keep going after it. Like okay, so so President Trump says, look, we want to. We want to get into Wisconsin and make sure every vote is counted. We, you know, we we think that there was some fraudulent voting, we, and we need to clean that up. And so now, what they're doing is they're going after after the uh, the the Trump team, saying, "Oh, you want to suppress votes? No, no, we don't want to suppress votes. We want fair and free election. You that's what we want, and we think we can win a fair and free election." Yeah, that's what consent of the governed means. You can't have just right. consent of the governed if you can't 
rely and trust the election system. Andy, big stay on the case, stay on the fight, and stay in touch. God bless you, sir. Hey, thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Always. Go get them. saying, why are you so encouraging when uh, all else is falling around you? And uh, Rob has, uh, he gets it. A lot of you do. A lot of you do. Don't give in, never give up the ship. Right, Rob? Oh, absolutely. And and again, I mean, uh, there's been, and I just sent you this. Oh, I um, saw it, yeah. States, mm-hmm. states that had number of registered voters and projected voters and the percent turnout and you know, Nevada has 125% turnout, in other words, more projected votes than registered votes. Pennsylvania had 109% more projected votes than actual registered voters. Minnesota, 107%. North Carolina, 106%. Wisconsin, 105%. Michigan, 105%. Arizona, 101%. In other words, there's more projected votes than the number of people who are actually registered to vote in all these states. So, again, if, if, if people don't get that there's voter fraud and ballot harvesting and all sorts of nonsense based on, again, Joe Biden not bothering to campaign because a system is set up to, you know, put things in his favor, then um, we're just a third world banana republic now. Well said. And uh, there's every reason to believe that um, this is going to be investigated. People say, you know, well, I, I hate that we have to rely on lawyers at this point, but that's what the lawyers are for when you have been given abnormalities and we have been given abnormalities. We don't have certainty, and that's unfortunate the day after the election. It's unfortunate, but we can wait. We can wait for it, and we'll get the certainty that we need. Keep up the faith. And if there's anything I just want you to be certain of, be certain of this. Be certain of this. The media has been wrong the whole time. And now add Fox to it. Add Fox to it. They've been wrong. Everything they said about Trafalgar was wrong. Trafalgar was right. And we're right. And we think, still here in this country, that right makes might. And not the other way around. Until tomorrow, I'm Seth Leibson. God bless. Class dismissed.